you're listening to On Our Terms, where we share our friend and founder journey and tell you how being labeled as non-traditional seems to be our superpower. We hope you enjoy the ride as much as we have. Oh my God. Can you even? We're having technical difficulties. This is amazing. Can everyone hear us? No, it's okay. I'm going to run the show. Why can't you come in? I don't know, man. Oh, hold on, hold on. It says I'm in the show. Interesting. I wonder what this looks like on on LinkedIn. Let me let me go to LinkedIn and just check it out. Baby, baby, give me one more time if you're tuning in. This is technical difficulties, right? Solo layout. What? Us too. No, you know what? They can't see anyone. It's literally just. Uh, this funny transcription. Um, but hey, I see Catherine Rickmeyer here. Hey, Catherine. Hey, Catherine. Oops. No worries, Catherine. Keep keep it keep it hanging, dude. This is so annoying. This hasn't happened all year. I'm and gonna remove us. That. Hold on. Okay. That's so sad. Oh, wow. Okay. We're, we're well, here. Let me check the stream. Whoa. Whoa. Well, the stream's a little delayed. We're going to hear Cammy scream. Okay. <laughs> more. I'm loving it. All right. Are you ready? Uh, it's working. I just, it's, I just confirmed. Let's go, Cammy. Good morning. Wherever you're listening from, happy freaking holidays. Last work week of the year. Hello, everyone. It's Cammie Padilla alongside my co-host and co-founder, Mary Meller. Thank you for tuning into On Our Terms. Today is our 10th, and thank God, last episode of season one. Um, I'm so happy that this was live, and maybe our friend Catherine Rickmeyer overheard our technical difficulties, but welcome to the virtual modern workplace. So on our 10th and final episode, we're leaving you with a recap of 2023 and what's to come in 2024. Mary, please tell our audience what they have in store today. So we thought it would be clever to let you guys enter the hood of how we actually end our weeks as a team over at Vodium. So we are going to be doing our rose and thorn or high and low for each quarter of the year, professionally, personally, honestly, it's all blended. Like we talk about on this podcast. And then we're going to look ahead to 2024 about what's in store or the quote unquote buds we're excited about, what we're excited to see bloom and hopefully happen for us. So uh, if you got a really interesting, probably 30 minute episode ahead of you, if you're actually tuning in live. Actually tuning in live, whatever, baby, we're fooling you all. You know, short form content is the one that's hitting, but this is long form content that we're going to cut down later. We're, we're always playing the game. We're always thinking ahead. Okay. All right. So before we go into on our terms in the 2023 wrapped, Mary, let's do the run through, right? Our favorite part where we share with you our latest virtual hacks, the latest news and our dream sponsor. So I want to talk about my latest virtual hack. Mary and I the other day had to pitch a CEO at a pretty big company. We put together a presentation to really drive in our pitch, but voting was the true hero for this meeting. We met 30 minutes before the pitch and we put all our notes and who was taking what slide in Vodium. So we truly put together a choreographed pitch all on video. So highly recommend using our app for big pitches and look out for the Vodium Olympics where you too can get a gold medal for being the best speaker on video. Visit Vodium.com and download our seven-day trial and use Vodium 15 at checkout for $15 off. Wow. You deserve oh an that <laughs> ad. Great job, Tony. Okay, you- Mary. You know, I'll kick us off with the news. All right. So we're going to do Rosebud Thorn for 
the global news this year. Uh, we'll start with the bad stuff, the thorns. A lot of war this year, Cammy. We had Ukraine and Russia, have Ukraine and Russia, Israel and Hamas. Uh, it's been a pretty depressing year, and to see it all play out live on social media. Um, I was telling my parents the other day that, you know, starting in October, I was, a lot of people were obviously feeling, feeling so low, but mentally I was really in a weird, bad place. And then one of the key things that I took away out of what was going on in my life with social media, I was realizing that my algorithm on Instagram was really traumatizing. I'm a news junket. So I was seeing very, 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 very real, real, raw, unfiltered video of the terror of who's being killed, right, in, in Israel and in Palestine. And I was like, okay, let me put down my phone. Obviously, that's awful because I've seen all these videos. But then I was like, oh, shit, I have control here. And so I just went on to like my general and I just started searching for the things I wanted to be looking at, which yeah. was Bordeaux. That's a hack. That's a hack. That was strategy. It was strategy, but you know, it all of this is said, there was so much war and so much stuff, and it was really easy to feel like it was all around us, but we're very blessed right now to be living in the United States, but locally and at home, Mary in Nashville, Tennessee, and in Tennessee. There's still a few wars going down there locally. Honestly, it's been a really depressing year to be a Tennessean. I'm a uh, born, raised, and now moved back, boomerang Tennessean. I love this state deeply. Uh, it is also deeply flawed. And we've had a lot of disappointing things with just access to guns and a lack of gun control and a legislature who won't do shit about it. Uh a legislature trying to control women's bodies. I mean, it's pretty depressing. But I will say... Speaking of Catherine Rickmeyer, our friend who is tuning in, um, who owns and runs an amazing publication called 10 Beat, if you want to know more about what's going on in Tennessee. But we had drinks the other night, and she just got me so energized about all Good. of the female politicians and just honestly normal women who are running and have run for office. Afton, Allie for Tennessee up in Clarksville, who have amazing personal stories and are running because they feel like no one in our state is doing anything. So um, yeah, check out all the amazing women who are trying to change our state. And I'm really hoping to get more involved next year. Oh, Catherine, thank you for doing the work. Mary's always been a political junkie and a news junket, yeah. but I think it was meant to be that I came into her life because I'm obsessed with actual like politics. I'm really not great at the policies. Local level, everyone should be really more aware of the policies and like the bills and legislations, but that's not like public knowledge. Like we should literally as a nation, you know how we have betting apps where people mm -hmm. bet on uh, football teams instead, yeah. we should break into a legislation app or something across the United States. And we bet on our local Congress people or Senate people to be like, no way they're going to bet on this. Yes, they're going to bet on this. I like that. And like kind of like get in their brain of like, you better write, write for like this pro-choice bill. Like be so aware because another thing that was really tough this year was just U.S. politics. It was one of the least, I think the least productive year in Congress, which means like no productive legislation was passed. It was like really genuinely <sighs> just a video skeptical. It was so entertaining for people to watch and other people to watch, especially other countries who literally can mockery, take a mockery of us all on social media, especially if that's all they're seeing out of us. And we also are at war theoretically with China in ways. And then in Russia, big, big, big social media like conglomerates. I'm getting really woo-woo here, but oh. it was a sad year for how our politicians presented themselves and took themselves seriously. One of the things that you said, Mary, which was an interesting choice of words about Tennessee politics and women running was like, you were like, these are normal women. The and normal, obviously such a great word, but very vague in this sense, there was a sense of unnormalcy yeah. of what's going on in us politics. And all that said, like, if we think about George Santos, if we think about, you know, um, 
some of the prominent women in Republican politics who are very outspoken and really just don't give a shit about how they come across is we are giving people platforms. It's really going to have to come down to individual choice and morale of what choices people are going to make. I feel like the whole thing with me starting from the news that you talked about was all about social media and how it took over my life and we have we have to find this moral like balance to be like whoa me partaking in this political skeptical is actually me partaking in this chaos and if you want to boop it you have to become informed but i'm realizing you have to realize it is a game you're not going to get everything you want once you show up at the ballot right we have a really crazy presidential race coming that i'm like genuinely terrified for just from a political background and turnout the vote experience i mean it's going to be really really interesting we need educated voters um so that really just means if you're out there and you're having a tough conversation of, is it Biden or is it Trump? Um, are those really our choices? My personal opinion of how I'm going to think about it is, um, you know, right now it seems like Trump will win the Republican nominee. I want to say that 2020 was such a strong year for women, including Nikki Haley, I used to label myself as a Democrat and one would say that, you know, I would never represent a Republican female, but that's not true. Like we need to really debunk that because Nikki Haley is doing her hardest to try to find the balance across Republican and Democratic lines and like get our country back on track after Donald well, Trump and just all the chaos. And just bringing some freaking decorum to politics. Yeah. Like it used to be a, a privilege and an honor. And I, I know politics has been dirty and just an absolute mess since the time of our forefathers. But it's just, I like Nikki because she is smart and is bringing back just this level of manners and decorum and like no bullshit and really talking I about- I really like her answer about- um, 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 abortion as well. I do too. I do too. And as someone who's very, very pro-choice. So it'll be interesting. So, I have a good question for you. Yeah. Speaking of countries that, you know, are doing things uh, a little more high tech. Oh my God. I feel like we're Mo News. This is my best birthday come true, Mary. Yeah. Oh, well, yes, birthday. Happy birthday. She's 32 yeah. years young, as she would say. If you've ever met Cammy in person, her first question to you is, how young are you? And it, it always throws people off. Always. But uh, I, I like it. I like it. Hmm. Okay, Kimmy. So in Estonia, we're going to talk about another oh, Eastern shit. European country in a minute. They – and it's very tiny. It's probably way smaller than like even Tennessee. But I don't even know. But uh, they allow their national elections to happen via a secure voting app. Would you be for it? Yes. But, you know, what we all have to roll into with technology and uh, one of the other things that we're talking about this year – um, and let's get on to the roses shit after this um, and the buds is AI. But yes, I would. Okay. So let's say if I were to hope that a leader would come into politics, but this, here's the thing with politics and stuff, never going to change. It's not going to change right away. So if I were, let's say if I were to run and play the coolest experiment, <laughs> I would have like an open decorum on like night on Every every Thursday at twelve p.m. Open forum, a sor I don't know a, a stream that where like town hall. Yeah, yeah. The town hall. I would, yeah, and I would talk through this stuff and tell people like, okay, if you vote for me, I will want to. Uh, I believe in changing extreme, like I to extreme changes to our voting system, and I would be like, you know, for now with how we are in our world, technology seems to be the most reliable bet because I mean, at least in the United States, we have seen some, I mean, how crazy this election because the votes and not counting the ballots and people, the easy of the ease of mistrust and distrust and destruction was all because there's no set system across yeah. the board and it's dealing with people and machines. And it's really also so hard to get people to even volunteer to work at the polls, let alone, like no offense, uh, people that are under like sixty years old. Right, right. <laughs> like it's you know, not I think that I think that it would. 
I don't know that we'll see it happen because of the distrust of the federal government and how divisive we are and the rights distrust. Also, the federal government, ironically, has the shittiest websites and like shittiest technology. So that's I think that, okay, we now all have Apple Pay. Like we're able to have, oh yeah, I'll read my index number, but our physical credit cards on our phones. And they're talking about now being able to put your ID digitally on your phone and being able to go. Totally. Totally. Why the fuck not? The next step. But people, if, if you, if you like are the great product marketer that you are, you're fucking rolling that plan out for years. Years. You're thinking about you have, it's like, it's like Obamacare. And like the website was crashing. I'm sorry. That was bound to happen because it's a, a, a storm of people all on the world wide web and like who knows who built their website and come on, we're actually for being advancing technology. We actually aren't advanced in technology, no. at least across the board and how systems are run, especially with big business. Okay. Well, anyway, I, I would be pro that, but like you have to be very educational to the voter and debunk like guys, it just makes sense. I think people would immediately be, what about hackers? China, yeah. Russia. It's like, well, yeah, touche, but, but we file uh, our taxes electronically. We apply right. for healthcare electronically. I mean, there there would have to be a defaulty system. So, like a faulty, like a backup. I don't know. Figure it out. God, yeah. Jesus. Federal Just government hires new things. Your messaging and marketing for that rollout. New we, is scary. But okay, let's try it. Let's go to the, the the blooms, the the roses, the the good and beautiful things. Cami, start um, us off with the most exciting one on our list. I'm 32. It's Taylor Swift yes. and Beyonce. Um, Taylor Swift was Times Person of the Year. Beyonce equivalently had such an amazing tour globally, and they were economic drivers for our literal world. And they are two dynamic women ironically the power play they play in like the state of culture these days is kind of ironic, like a prominent white woman versus a prominent black woman who people will compare and say that she's been her her career way longer than Taylor Swift. And you know, they've always had like those fights and battles at music awards and being interrupted by Kanye and stuff. So it was just like, I mean, it's iconic. That's such a, moment in history. So that was dope. Um, Mary, any wins in politics? Oh, I thought, oh yeah. (laughs) All right. Weird transition. I'm fired up about Taylor Swift and Beyonce. Oh, oh, I didn't, I, weird transition because I just moved on. (laughs) Yeah. You just moved on. We're not done. The billions of dollars they've generated for the United States economy. The fact that it's 2023 and we have two female pop stars who are leading all of pop culture and music. I think it's awesome. Okay. Uh, yeah. Sorry. I was like, I knew if we were going to keep on talking about no, it, I talk about it forever. I mean, we had Travis Kelsey. We are huge fans. We actually, one of our first uh, things that we did as fr- friends, if you'll remember, was going to Beyonce's Lemonade concert. And um, I did spill a, one of Cammy's drinks that we waited in line for like 45 minutes for. And we really didn't know each other. It was I spilled, she spilled one of my vodka lemonades, I icon to the lemonade album. But um, also what's really cool, but that was a funny story, Mary, because we thought I cared and I was like, I didn't care. I wish weed was legal at that point because I didn't even want to drink and alcohol was so expensive. Um, but I, I had a blast. It was Beyonce and I got to know you. Stop reading. No, 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 no. Anyway. No, it was a funny story. No. Blue, Blue, Blue Ivy is the winner out of the, out of the, um, um, Combs, is it? What? What's? What's? What's no, Jay Z's last name? Puffy. Yeah. Puffy. Yikes! Puffy. Puffy's a, a Puffy's a Thor. Um, okay, we're moving on. Um, okay, so to be honest, guys, whoever's listening out there, all of our friends and fans and followers, this is so fun. Google, you need to Google what was the good news out of 2023 because it's all felt pretty dark. But I will say, and you know, there have been we did research. Okay, research. We did a lot of research. Uh, you know, there have been a lot of backtracking this year uh, in LGBTQ plus rights in America. Uh, but we saw some positive news around the world. 
Latvia, Nepal, Peru, South Korea all had their own wins, different different levels of it, but in recognizing same-sex mar- sex marriages, which was pretty cool. And it's really important to me. Um, I am a very strong ally because I have and have always had a lot of LGBTQ plus family members, my sisters, my brother-in-laws, my uncles, my aunts, friends, colleagues uh, in my life. And so I love to see that the world progressing. And I just wish that, you know, we could do a better job of cementing those rights here in America. But. Mary, you forgot the other plus at the end. What? I'm kidding. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's- <laughs> Y'all, I'm going on my honeymoon in two days. I am. Mary, I'm kidding. There's no other plus. I'm just like, you nailed it. LGBT. Oh, the plus. plus. Oh, oh plus. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah the plus. Oh, but then I made a joke that you missed. An, I did miss the I. Plus. Right. I, I did Whatever. Miss the I. You did so well. Okay. Like the, uh, whatever. Great job. I just love, love stirring the pot. Anyway, uh, let's talk about the buds. The buds are is that George Santos mm-hmm. officially being kicked out of office. So thanks for coming to your senses. I believe it's New York one. Is it somewhere in New York? But that means like I have some hope for voters that they're like, okay, this is chaos that they are being targeted news and they can decipher what is real but and what is the voters not. Kick him out? I thought the Congress kicked him out. Yeah, Congress. But I'm just saying voters that's will come to their senses and vote for someone better. Right. Like not to repeat. Yeah, we can hope. Yeah. A lot of advances in medicines, vaccines, cancer, mm. Alzheimer's. Uh, people are calling this the golden age of medicine. So, well, think about Ozempic, bro. Like Ozempic. And now I'm in conversations and in rooms where people will be like, you know, I'm on the drug. And I'm like, wait, what? And they're like, you know, Ozempic. Yeah. I'm like, oh. Well, Oprah, too. We didn't talk about Oprah for a She came out, had a magazine cover last week. And said that she's so happy she lives in a day and age where there is a medicine that can be prescribed to help her manage her weight and health. She looks awesome, as she always has. But you can tell a different vibrance amongst people Mm -hmm. depending on how they are feeling about their weight. And that comes for me personally. Even though I am stereotypically a very like thin person, I too have huge thoughts on my body based on standards and how I, what I feel about other people's bodies. But all of that noise aside, mentally, if I don't feel confident, that really can destroy my whole ego. And for Oprah to be someone who's always been so open about that and what a prominent person it is, like she, she should be the face of Ozempic. <laughs> I think she she didn't say which one she's on. I hope they were like a body image and um just like self-image episode with somebody really cool next season. We'll get to that. I think okay. that's love that. Okay, um, well, another cool thing that you mentioned is you know that deforestation. Deforestation. I had to put that word in Vodi up. <laughs> Deforestation are down in Amazon, which is good. So fifty-five percent downturn in deforestation, which is amazing. Yes, we had to do research on that, but like, so global warming—it's interesting. Um, yep, it's a thing that's always on my mind. I just watched a show on Hulu, and it's called "The Murder at the End of the World." Um, it's so good, and. It all has to do with this big, 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 big tech uh, monarch, monarch, whatever, who is so fearful of global warming and what it will do specifically to his son. So he has a son. So then all of a sudden this like fear and manifestation of the worst to come, he like drives it all the sole purpose for a son, which ironically makes him such a destructor. And at the end, it's all like AI and tech that destroys and kills people. It's like a murder mystery whodunit. And I'm just like, well, it was insane. And I'm glad we have converse. We're having content like that for people to take into consideration. But it's, uh, it's uh, I haven't really swirled. But you got to take the wins as they come. So I also glad that, um, you know, like, the Amazon's are the buds are the buds even buds? Yeah, they're a little dark. The Amazon rainforest has been absolutely ravaged by lumber 
people cutting down trees. But so a 55% decrease is a lot. Also, I read that we are on track globally for half of our energy global supply to come from renewable sources by 2030. That feels huge. I'm sure most people will be like, that's way too fucking slow. And we're still going to destroy our planet. But it's slow, but I'm worried. Are there actual designated teams behind these initiatives and promises? I mean, I think the Paris Accord, but I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah. UN, all these. Okay. First shot prize. We got a lot of people doing it, but is it coordinated? I don't know how. I don't know. I'm just so scared. Paris Accord has. And just do whatever the fuck they want. So I'm just saying even more so for the private companies, because a lot of private companies is what I'm afraid of. Uh, If like, if that's going to be, and when we roll any prediction to it of 2030, it's like, I'm kind of like sick of predictions. I wish there was like, they told us a common, like the news or whatever, whoever's responsible, responsible for this would be like, here are the metrics we need to track every year, every year. Are you going to tune in? to the uh like financial style meeting like like here yeah the- low like hey high citizens of the united states for, for for climate change i i'm a nerd that i would love to have make that happen i that would be my dream come true if you and mary if me and mary helped uh wow systems anyway Green sponsor, do it fast, Cami, and then we're gonna do rapid fire on our rosebud thorn for this year. Are we? Are we? Okay, Canva. I love Canva. Okay, in 2024, we're putting together together. In 2024, we're putting together micro learning videos for both our B 2 C and B 2 B customers. And Canva just pushed out updates where the user can record their own video and their screen at the same time, making the production behind these micro learning training videos so much easier. There's no more recording individual content and having to layer videos. Listen, if if you're an Adobe Premiere person and you're like, I would never do this Obviously, I understand, but it's for someone who has a creative eye, wants to be creative, but never got taught Adobe Suite because it's expensive and usually you learn it at like coursed out systems. This is just a great, fun system and we've had a lot of great feedback on it. So on our content. So I'm going to keep on using Canva. Sponsor us, Canva. All right. So here we go. 2023 wrapped Mary. Sure. Let's see. It's 1258. Let's see how fast this really does take us. But please be present. Not a 30-minute episode. So we'll keep this under 45, I think. Okay, let's start it off, Mary. We're gonna go each quarter, talk about our rose and thorn, and then we're gonna talk about the buds that we hope are going to blossom in 2024. Kick us off. Okay, rose of Q1 for us, I think, was we fixed our freaking product. We went through a journey in 2022. It took a lot out of us as a company. It took a lot out of me and Cami personally. Like it was hell. And we came out in Q1 with a product that could be used by anyone at any big company, no matter how strong their firewalls were, what kind of computer they're using. So that really opened up a lot of doors for us. We also had our first really big paid training, which at the time we weren't really thinking about offering our training services at scale. Um, But it was such a win with such a big logo. We also got an in at one of the biggest firms in the world and started working with people really high up there. Like we just felt finally we have a fixed product and people want what we have to offer. And we, we started the year with some really great wind in our sales. So that was awesome. And 2022 was absolute hell. So uh, I'm so proud of us to come together every end of year and really be very honest about how that year made us feel. So we came together and it did feel like 2023 in the beginning, you know, you know, if you're a big astrologist, we have to go through death, like (laughs) winter and time off and, eating a lot and doing nothing a lot, working out a lot, doing you a lot. And then it, 
it was so positive in the beginning, not to say it wasn't positive throughout, but there's a bit of untouchableness in Q1 Mm. and you're coming off of any high. And now I am feeling a little different about this Q1 and I I think we should talk about it. It's not a bad thing, but it's it's nice to hear. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. The thorn, honestly, so every week when we do this, our intern slash she's been with us for three years, data fellow, Maddie, beloved team member, always just goes, I don't have a thorn. And it's so awesome. And it's kind of our team running joke. I think she's had one thorn all year. But that's how I truly feel about Q1. I I really looked back. I thought hard. I looked at our calendars. I just think we really needed a quarter that was a win after what 2022 did to us. So literally. Okay. I, I love that. So for quarter two, I mean, looking back at this, I just feel I was on such a high metaphorically and <laughs> truthfully. So the rose in quarter two was we launched our new website, Taylor, Taylor, our website goddess launched us on HubSpot and that has allowed us to absolutely transform our CRM and just the autonomy over our website. It's, and I just think compared to other options out there, it's a lot cheaper. Yeah. We also, is that when we got Vodium.com or was that? Oh my God, it is. We got the freaking domain for Vodium.com. Cause that, that's like why a Vodium.com. So yeah, when we started Vodium, we were like, shit, Vodium.com is taken. What the hell? But it was a website we weren't worried about. It was very generic. We actually had no clue to what it was. So, but the trademark was still available of Vodium. So we were able to do Vodium.us. And at the time, my marketing brain was like, let's do Vodium.us because of Zoom.us, you know? And we were like, gonna try to follow in their footsteps. So then randomly in 2023, the individual who owned the domain approached us and was like, buy it. Do you want to buy it? I'll sell it to you. And they gave us a price and we were like, no, we want this. And they were like, okay. And we're like, okay. And it was such a beautiful, fun time and a little win, like huge win because that's like so much credibility to have Vodium.com and we had been sitting on the kind of just, we felt like the wrong domain for, for years. So that was awesome. Yeah. I felt big ovary energy. I was like, like, okay, they're still gone. (laughs) Okay. uh, Talk about Palm Springs. We also went to Palm Springs and that was super therapeutic for you and I as just best friends and co-founders because, um, La Tierra, the Santa Ana mountains being in Southern California, Mm -hmm. coming off of depressing winters. We went to the AAPC, I think it's American Association or Association of American Political Consultants. Yes, sponsor us. Um, And because of my prior career of political consulting, I got asked to speak on a few panels, which was so interesting and fun and full circle. And then we signed up for a pitch competition, which we won, which was so fun to do. We were the selected uh, tech tool by all of the political consultants in the country. And I, and I wish you all took us seriously. And I wish they had some some budget. And I wish more people were there and showed up. Like, genuinely, it's the truth. It was yeah. super, super beneficial. Uh, so if you are listening and you have people that are running for office and you they have trouble speaking on video for pre-recorded stuff, or if they're still needing big, big donors or big meetings on video, Vodium is super, super clutch. And then, Mary, we also had a big meeting. What was that big meeting? Well, I don't think we can say who it was with, but you can imagine it was with one of the giant platform providers. And um, it was to demo our product, and it went really well. And um, it's it, it went really well. It also just gave us a lot of credibility that we were on the right track in what we're building and um, gave us confidence to then go out and um, decide to build for different platforms. So we're starting with Microsoft Teams in January, which is really it's r- It's really well said. What we have learned is Mary and I, since the beginning, our gut intuition of 
where we feel Vodium fits has been dead on, right? Like, and Absolutely. we've been fighting for it and been very honest. Um, and I think because we worked so hard to identify the box that we want to fill and can fill and it fits, um, has been so, um, we've been so intentional about it and just like, no, we really feel this way, but we've, we're, we've been open to, you know, pivoting and reconstructing how we get there, but full fold, the gut intuition we had in the beginning of what Vodium and where Vodium should be. And it was our egos aside is now turning out to be true. Like that's where we're getting the most traction and it's been fun to do it, but dear God, it is a, a massive uptake. And for such, for being just us two trying to make it happen, obviously we have our partners in crime who we're so thankful for, but it's so taxing mm, and so yeah. nice. um, consuming mentally. And I'm, we have been so grateful too, as for women having had raised the capital we've had, this has also been like probably our last year of like really feeling like knowing we had, we had runway. Yeah. Confidently. And so <laughs> that will get that in, into a little bit, but in Q2, we had a lot of shit going on yeah. personally and mentally. And so being in Palm Springs with you, was so cathartic and we had That's so fun. much fun. You had your engagement ring. I don't think I'd seen you. And then we were like loving life in our swimsuits. Yeah. What else did we do? Well, we hung out with, we drove to Palm Springs. Yes. Our friends who were going to Coachella. Like it was just, it was wonderful. And I think afterwards we both kind of went back home and I, I don't know. I, I don't struggle with like winter seasonal depression as much as I do when the seasons change. And I got really depressed and also I'll just say it got diagnosed with PMDD pre-menstrual something disorder. Anyway, I put <laughs> off really badly and I get really depressed for a few days before my period. And I got medicated on an SSRI for the first time in my life and changed my life. And I was feeling really good going into Q3. So. Yay. Yeah. 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 Yay. Okay. Well, why were you so happy for Q3? Well, cause I got married and it was awesome. And I got married on September 9th to just a great guy. His name's Gary. Uh, and you know, uh, weddings bring up a lot of emotions, not just with you, but your families and dynamics I actually lost some, uh, family members through the wedding discussions because our values didn't align, which was really hard, but, um, it, Thanks for the honesty. It happened. It happened, and I feel really at peace with it. Um, also, my wedding was truly like I'm from Memphis, Tennessee, the very, very, very southern. Like it was a cultural event. Like it was a four day mm -hmm. wedding experience. Three hundred people at the wedding. Memphis was, and Gun. Memphis and Gun were the garden and Gun. Garden and Gun. Yeah. Garden and gun. It was like Southern living. It, it was wild. I mean, it was wild, but. I, love I was the maid of honor and I just oh. felt that like people, I just never, I was not a part of that culture of the nostalgia and the, and it's not that I don't think it's beautiful, but I took my, my role seriously, but there were family members of yours. Like, we're like, you're doing a great job. And I'm like, oh my God, I can't even, people are watching me. Oh yeah. What? Honor. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, about like making sure I'm doing it right. And I'm like, you know, and I'm, and I was like, oh. Okay. I took my, my job was, I took my job so freaking seriously oh, on the day of, right. on Saturday and I had a roll and I was like, what do you need? What do you need? I was Literally. like, whatever you need. And then we partied. We partied. It was really fun. You were, Cami was the best maid of honor, uh, as you can all imagine. Uh, hopefully I'll get the honor to be your maid of honor one day, but no pressure. Uh, yeah. And, uh, it's going to be, we're going to do our, uh, the ceremony jumping out of an airplane. So it's okay, well, that's fine. I'm, I will do any, literally anything you ask me, I'll do like you did for me. But no, I, I think that the, the wedding was amazing because it was really uh, like the wedding itself was my parents planned and it was all of their friends and really 
about family. I wore my family veil from 1837. Like we lit, read the names of all the people we had lost, including our grandparents, my brother. I mean, it was really special. And but the best part of it was getting a husband and marrying Gary, who's awesome. And afterwards, we were reflecting this morning. I just like felt so much peace and groundedness. And after all of the family drama that kind of preceded the wedding, now being able to build my own family, I'm going to cry. Oh my God. It's just really special. So yeah. And, and that goes beautifully into the thorn of that you were so, so like on the go in 2023 prior to your wedding. You really had no downtime. You were even going on a pre-honeymoon with family, but still like it was, it's like it was another thing to plan and do. And you took your engagement photos there, you know? And so I feel like sure you were wiped out and that was what your thorn was. And I was too, but it, it has made you feel a lot calmer. Way calmer. Which is dope. I feel like I didn't expect anything to feel like it changed, but I totally feel different. Even in my relationship with Gary, now that we're married, it just feels so solid. And that may be because I'm a product of a divorced family and just a lot of different family dynamics. And now I've like have my own family. Like I feel, well, feels awesome. So yeah, I've like really relaxed the rest of Q3 and just kind of hibernated and came into Q4 with a lot more energy. But we also launched on our term the day before my wedding on our terms before the day before my wedding. We pre-did it. This, but the, like, look, was working until she got married, right? To be the blended lifestyle, the everyday woman in 2023 going into 2024, we do so much, but we're choosing to do so much because like, well, that's life. We just, as a woman, have more responsibility put on us, less support. Yeah. It's just, you know. Anyway, so we launched on our terms, which I am so excited about. Putting this together has been so sweet. We've done 10 episodes. We were intentional to find an outlet for us to reflect back on this journey. We want this to be something shared with others, something that I hope that they can empathize with or that charges them up to be entrepreneurs as well. And just know that just because it's not beautiful, well, that's life. It's a beautiful journey and experience. You have to be ready for the journey. It is a story. It's like, God, it never ends, but it evolves if you can help it evolve. And that's been the best part. So I'm excited to reflect on this journey on, on our terms. I got to wear my producer hat. I got to work with cool softwares like StreamYard, Canva, RSS, Spotify, be the producer that I used to be, but I'm excited for season two. We had such great traction in season one and good response from a very select few that we're excited to try to keep on building with. Yes, but but big big people. I mean, a lot of people. Big. We've heard from some really cool people from both of our pasts who are listening. So thank you all. And for if reaching out and and when, if you want to, sorry, go. I'm so excited. Yeah, no, no, it's just like it's cool. Like my former boss, Laura Neville, reached out to say she was listening. Like Laura's one of the most badass women and like tech startups product. Like that was really cool. So if you have listened and you liked it, like please let us know. It feels good, honestly. So. It feels great, but I think what what I'm excited for and a good lesson in terms of women founders trying to do it all, if you're doing a podcast to get viewers and listening ship, like it's not going to happen right away. Mm-hmm. You're lucky if your mom listens to it, but it was so awesome. We created so much content. It was something Mary and I could do to invest in ourselves, both personally and professionally. And now we're going to cut down all of this content and then program it onto social media because we are so goddamn busy. We don't have capital to pay for other team members to be like our editors and producers. We have to do it all of ourselves. So it's fun though, because 
I would mop the fucking floor for us. Right. So you got to do everything, but this is fun. This is like kids shit for me. I'm like, Oh, I wish I could always be a producer, a DJ. So that, that makes me excited for so many things to come. And especially what happened in quarter four, because quarter four, personally was hard. I had a lot of family stuff. It'd been like officially a year that I'd been back in Chicago, just full circle, a lot of things happening. And I'm a very spiritual, sensitive person, a soulful person. So if you know me, I'm working through shit always. And when I feel it, I feel it. Um, But I juggle a lot which is okay, but also a great thing. But I was so happy that throughout all of that chaos, Mary was able to come up to to Chicago like three times. Three times. Holy shit. I know. It was that. We did so much for Vodium. We met with amazing people. Shout out to Neve at Avenade, going to the Soho house, having an amazing lunch with her. She's such an inspiration. She's a mom. She's from Illinois. She's doing what she needs to do to also be a badass in, in the office, but also at home. So that was super cool. And then we also had our retreat down in Nashville. What was your favorite part about the retreat in Nashville? Because I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I loved – oh, I don't know. What was your favorite part? Well, I mean, kudos to what you're going to be writing about in the book. The Nashville retreat was amazing. We're probably 90% all remote from each other, even though some of you live in Nashville. You all aren't having set hours at an office. If we had an office and we didn't have to rent a space at like WeWork – because just of capital, I would love to have an office that people would come to. But I want to one day, if we ever have an office together, mm. have it be such a boutique fucking, uh, a boutique version of what Google Campus probably is. Like somewhere where if you want to okay. take a nap, where yeah. if you want to just like hibernate, it's like we buy a house and mm. it's yeah. the office, right? Okay. I just, that I don't so mind if- house was awesome. During the week, what I'm trying to decipher, especially now that I'm dating someone, it's like Monday through Friday. Yeah. If I'm like, these are my work. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) You know, every week following along while I try to pump Cammie out on LinkedIn saying that we're looking for a great guy. She found me. I found a guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's interesting. We like this guy. Maybe one day we'll introduce him. But um, Maybe, maybe. We'll see. We'll see if he sticks around. But- um, what was I saying? Uh, what were we talking about? I loved our morning coffee walks because we hired a nice. new um a new marketing manager named William, who's awesome. And William lives in New Orleans, and we hadn't all been together. And every time Cammy and I get together, like our morning routine is wake up, like throw your sweats on, brush your teeth. All right, we're going to walk to get coffee, like get the blood moving. And William just like fit right in, and I think he loved it too. And just, I think so much organically conversation flows when you're moving um, and walking and you're not just sitting across from each other. And so that was my favorite part for sure. And it was just, Mary, kudos to you and us and our team. We are officially can pin ourselves like we're researchers. We are the communication experts and researchers behind the shift of in-person to video communication and the, the, the communication and personal skills that need to be rerouted and reinforced. How you manage a virtual team, like you have to meet in person. Like you've got, you have to have that, like, just, you have to get each other's energy. Even if you do no work when you're together, like you go back and you're energized for a few more weeks or a few more months to then like pour into work. And when you're meeting virtually like this, like you feel more connected versus like, you know, reading what the other person's maybe thinking or not understanding something or just not feeling totally comfortable. Not really talking about you and me, but uh, more like when you're managing people, it's really important for them to feel like they know you personally so that they feel comfortable speaking up and asking for what they need over video. I'm just gasping because... I have to look up this statistic, but the way that our work, 
dynamic shifted in the United States hadn't been that booped for so long in terms of like the hierarchy mm -hmm. of people and it's the industrial like, revolution. Yeah, and you know we're watching the Gilded Age, and we're watching you know the the, the protest in the Union. Well, that was the season finale this last Sunday, right? Why did you watch it? Yes, I loved it, Marion and uh, uh, Jerry, no. Larry, 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 and Marion, right? Yeah, yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, they had a shirt. And she spoke up for herself. Like, she was like, I will not marry you. Yeah, she's she like, why not? I was like, well, you don't love me, and I don't love you. I don't love you like a wife should love a husband. <laughs> okay, so, well, that was just like. Oh, yeah. Oh, sorry. Keep going. Sorry. Keep going. More power to the individual workers, like, reinstate that we are a pro-business economy and yep. we are cap if you want to believe in capitalism unfortunately what you got to do is break it down so that capitalism isn't concentrated and it's actually all spread and there are little smart cities and economies all over it's not like it's not just wall street right it's that saying yeah. of like it's not just wall street it's it's all it's the main streets main street it's main street it's Main Street, downtown, like Valparaiso, yeah, Indiana. The mayor. Okay, so and then um, small business so, owner. Okay, small business owners. Before we're gonna get there, because if you're interested in anything we've talked about uh, in this last five minutes, we are actually writing a book on it. And I know we've teased that here before, but um, we're writing a book, and I think that is the bud or what we're most excited about. I'm most excited about for next year that. Uh, we will be the authority on the hybrid workspace, the future of work, uh, how work is changing. And um, yeah, I'm really excited to just go through that experience with you and our team. And it's going to be pretty cool. That's lovely. My butt is, you know, the videos, the micro learning, like it's ironic about you know, because you and I as co-founders came in, we were like, oh my gosh, what roles do we fulfill? Do we need titles? Like, are you the marketing person? Am I the creative? We tried to do that dance and then ended up, we just, no, we are literally just, no, we, we are, we're just dancing every single day and we're, um, switching in and out of who's leading and who's supporting. It's just mm -hmm. it has to be just so dynamic like that. At least that's the flow for you and I yeah. really excited for that because next year, if I'm going to be doing these micro learning videos, it's just full circle of people need it, want it, love it. But ironically, it's always something I've wanted to do. I've always won. I went to school for broadcast journalism. Yeah, it's just ironic. And you're you've always wanted to write a book. Yeah. You are such a DC Barbie, in my opinion, of like, you know, being international, all this shit, you know. It's just a book would be super, super awesome. My bud also is for anyone who's always okay. So Scott Galloway said something which was cool. It was like there's two ways you're you're lucky if you're in a business and it fails soon yeah or like it, it 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 hits mass success and we're like we don't know what we are yet right and no but we live to see another fucking year <laughs> my french we're almost hitting four years going on our fifth year in april so like oh my we have god this and we haven't failed yet and i said this cheesy quote the other day but it's like i haven't come this far just to come this far like this and it's just, we are coming up with different revenue streams. We are, we are properly testing everything that we want and feel is worthy of the consumer and what they would need. We have done research into understanding why people need Vodium, which has opened up new possibilities for us. And instead of trying to figure out how to hire people, how to bring people in to do it for us. We are writing the book ourselves. Mm -hmm. We are doing the training services ourselves. We're doing the production ourselves. It's a lot of work, but in my opinion, it's fulfilling because I'm pinching myself. If this leads to us having a career where I could talk about how to be a producer of your own like video room office or your remote office, right? And you yeah. of like going to conferences and speak 
about your experience and what you have seen builds at least a small company. So if you, if we're the test of Vodium, like proof and tested, this is what we've tested at Vodium and guess what? It's working. And then you monopolize it and test it, try it out. Like that's the only thousands we've tested it. We have the proof. So it's been successful so far at Vodium. We've loved it. Like, I don't know. We keep on building. We keep on growing. We keep on seed to, we keep on, what'd you say? Laughing to see another year. Yeah. We love to see another year. I think the phrase is day, but it's another year. We got another year under our belt. Oh, I should have been coming soon. 2024. Okay. First night, Cammie, what are you most excited about for 2024? I want to be more creative and own what Mary and I have created here at Vodium. I want to start working on our consultancy agency. You know, it's everything that we've done for Vodium, everything that you see at Vodium, like we've done ourselves. We've um, had amazing people be alongside us us that we just know all the ropes, I feel like. So I'm very excited to hopefully build something with you that helps other companies do that. And we do that with them. I would love if that could enable us to eventually make more money, but also provide you um, and us and me cushion for what's to come. And I just, I'm looking forward to just really stepping into what brings me happiness and creativity and not exhausting myself in outside things. I'm not saying I'm not going to become less of a people person, but listen, if you know me, I'm always thinking about how to make money and your passion. I want to hear about it. I do. I want to love, I don't know if sourdough is my passion. I mean, it could be, but I just love I would love to like have a place, whether it's a company, a cafe, somewhere where I could just have people all around me. I've obviously done that unconsciously and then now consciously with Vodium. You and I have created a little family. Yeah, we have. um, And we've been helping people. Mm -hmm. Love, whether that's me growing to be a part of like West Town business of commerce. Like, I don't know, you know, Love that. I'm passionate in local politics and in politics. I'm passionate in making things, food, and I'm passionate about like creating content. So oh, all intertwines. I mean, I, that means I may not have a lot of time for all you annoying people. That you made like the best bagel I've ever had. The, really, I was just trying to get you to talk about the bagel, but everything you said <laughs> more beautiful. The bagels are Cammy's bagels will be debuting. Give me one more year. I think please. The the world needs your bagels. The last time I went to Chicago, Cammy picked me up. I landed at 7 a.m. She handed me a egg and cream cheese and sharp cheddar homemade bagel sandwich. She had made the bagel, guys. It was the best bagel I've ever had. It was so good. I need to work on the two, whatever. It's this. 2024, I really want to like properly learn how to make sourdough. You're right. I do. I do. You're right. Thank you. you okay. Harder to me. Uh, I don't know that I'll actually learn, but okay. <laughs> it's so annoying. I flew that from Chicago. Well, I'm going to try it. I am when I get back from Mexico. Get bread flour. Is it in the fridge? It's in the fridge. Yeah. Okay. All right. What was, what are you really looking for? Did we miss anything in 24? Mm-hmm. I feel like you have a lot coming in 2024 personally, Mary, especially involving your husband. I do my husband. Um, well, I'm going on my honeymoon this week. I've said that like four times because I'm so excited. And then we get back and then, yeah, I mean, I was open, I think on our last episode, I'm like going to start my fertility journey and we really want to have a baby. So that's what I'm really excited. Like I want to create too. And like, I'm the idea of creating a human and a family is like, seems like the greatest thing you can create. So I've had a lot of anxiety around it. I have had a lot of, um, moments of clarity. I think since I last brought it up on the podcast and just wow conversations. And, um, now I'm just going into 2024 is like, I really hope that, um, yeah, we can start our family this year. And I know I've also a lesson I've learned this year is like, if I'm not filling my own cup, I can't do things for others. And I feel like I really want to invest in myself in the first quarter. Yes. We're trying to get to Sedona. Does anyone know Oh my yoga retreats, spiritual retreats, self-help. 
leadership things like in the desert somewhere because I really want to go do some goal setting in January, February out in the desert. Yeah. Manifest it. Manifest it. Well, I'm just so excited for all of you all. And I'm excited for how this content grows into the ecosystem and into the ethernet and hopefully at in your TikTok coming soon. But we want to thank you so much for listening to the first season of On Our Terms. On Our Terms. If you enjoyed this episode, this podcast, this season, please share it uh, on LinkedIn, on Spotify, rate and review us. Um, And we just hope you have a really, really awesome holiday break with your friends and family and a happy new year. Yay. Okay. Well, I love you, Mary. Love you, Cammie. Bye. Bye. See you next time. Season two on our terms.